At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And with a collapse of the former superpower, several powerful factions now vie for control. The threat is real. An evil organization calling itself SCAR. Known only as SCAR. Their goal, nothing short of total world domination. Led by this man, known only as Iron Claw. We will be victorious. Not on my watch. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This week talking G.I. Joe Extreme, episode 8, Crawling from the Wreckage. We are back, we're extreme, and we're going to alternate with He-Man because I said it, and despite all the protests, it sounds like they finally accepted it. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. It's All we do is you send a link and then we watch it. I don't have any say in how these things go. To be fair, sometimes I say, Chan, send us a link. I mean, that's fair, I, but it, I'm, I'm I never choosing I don't even know it. what we're watching half the time. I just there get it, it and I say, what? What happened? Did I well, miss Gina, a conversation? You very famously don't attend the meetings. So, <laughs> I mean, look. I'm in all the chats. It's just really easy for me to compartmentalize. <laughs> and then you're like, I mean, are we are we watching Pokemon porn for this week? <laughs> oh, no. I just left a t- tab just, open. I'm sorry. That's my fault. That's my fault. I mean, that's likely. I mean, to be fair, Gina, <laughs> we, we had this talk like, what, six plus years ago at this point. And you said, guys, do I have to do anything more than like watch an occasional cartoon and just show up? And we said, no. And you said, I can I can I can do that. I have time for that then. Don't ask me to do anything more. <laughs> and we have upheld our end of the bargain. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. We've 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 we try to ask so little because we would like you to stay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm the I'm clearly the one everyone tunes in to hear. So I get to do nothing. That's how uh, that's how mediocre men have gotten by for centuries. Right. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. It worked for them. Exactly. <laughs> and now Whitey's on the moon. <laughs> oh, look at you. Look at you trying to pretend like you know shit. <laughs> on the moon? About the moon? About Gil I, Scott Heron. Like, oh, I yeah, about no, I was totally listening to Gil Scott Heron back before. He, he came up as a meme three weeks ago. God damn it. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about a show called G.I. Joe Extreme. But before we do that. Chan, do you want to talk about this Taskmaster thing? Can we can we, can we lay this out for the people? Okay, Listen. wait. Yeah, you need to just say the word Taskmaster first. All right. Okay, so all right. So everybody who's listening right now, Taskmaster, what comes to your mind? Is it the supervillain from DC? Is it DC? Marvel, Marvel. Comics. Is it Marvel? Okay, sorry. Uh, or the British game show, um, w- which pops up in your head. I hope that it's the British game show because it is one of the most entertaining pieces of television uh, of the past <laughs> 20 years. Um, and I hope the it's the Marvel supervillain 
because like literally that's where that's what Ray and I both thought when Chan said we need to start the podcast because I have to watch Taskmaster. Ray and I assumed it was some sort of Marvel show. For yeah. those people who know what I'm talking about, series eight and nine got bought by the CW. They were going to bring it over to the US and they aired season eight and it did so poorly. It's not a show that should be put on the CW, first of all, uh, that they basically just uh, uh, buried season nine. It's Can not I- available here. It's Wait. Wait, because here's the thing. Okay, we've already we've already well established that I don't watch anything that doesn't have a narrative, which mm-hmm. includes reality TV, sports, sure. and game shows. I will yeah. occasionally put, I will occasionally watch Jeopardy because I grew up watching it with my parents when we wow. when we ate dinner together. You know, until they get LeVar Burton on, I'm done with that show. Uh, yeah, yep. same, same. I will not watch it anymore. Uh and so so this is not this is not in my wheelhouse, but it's a very specific weird thing. You watch a lot more unscripted TV than I thought you would, to be honest. Uh, Wait a minute. So like let me a ask a question guy. then. Gina, how much unscripted TV do you think I watch? I think you watch a ton because that's all <laughs> your brain can handle because of your yeah. brain damage. And unscripted is specifically designed for ignoramuses. F boy well, island. Wrong. That's what this one's doing. <laughs> yeah, constantly. exactly, exactly. I think I think it's designed for people with brain damage who can watch something and easily follow it. Because you know what happens when you watch scripted TV is you ask us what's happening in Legion. <laughs> like that's a very confusing show. No one's ever been able to fully explain the Bollywood <laughs> number to me. Now the question I have for about the Taskmaster show is: so this is a show where people watch Captain America fight and then they have to replicate his moves. Is that is that is what we're talking about here? Not what we're talking about here. So you have to throw uh, a shield. Can, can I? Can I just say also that so far we are we are perfectly encapsulating the tweet that described how this show works. <laughs> Ray hasn't said anything racist yet, so how uh, dare you? Almost, almost there. Look. Look, it's it's problematic, sir. Yeah. <laughs> my my problematic <laughs> statements come in all flavors. <laughs> yeah, it was problematic and uh uh it was it was tweeted out uh by one at one word long and he described the podcast using screen crap screen caps from the movie Bullet and it was it's a one fa- of the most wonderful fantastic things. thing. Yeah. So uh, also though, so thank you we- for that. Can we start calling them screen craps? Because I think that's pretty great. I'm only going to call them that from now on. It's easier to say. It really rolls off the tongue. You know what else I found problematic? The fact we had no live action sequence for this episode of G.I. Joe Extreme. Oh, you're right. But you know what? Here's the the weird thing. There was also no PSA. No PSA. And so I think that I I feel like this was maybe a wonky link or something. Or something like that. Uh, it was especially low quality video. Yeah, yeah, it was really it low was. quality, and I was wondering if it was if it would like somehow because to not have live action or PSA. I mean, I guess their their budget might have gotten, you know, might be late halfway in the season through and their, season and their budget one. sucks. But uh, but yeah, I was surprised by I was surprised slash disappointed by both. Even though these PSAs have been have been sucktastic so far, I still expect them. But otherwise, I really enjoyed this episode. Wow. And, and you know I what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, uh, uh, again, I've said it before, after after Deke, 
I thought, because I remember specifically saying at some point, it, it, it has to get better after this. And everyone's saying, oh, no, it only gets worse. And I have not found that. I think this show is a billion times better than than the Deke one. Uh, and, and they, they really, I mean, they're not perfect episodes and they're definitely not as good as the original Sunbow, but I really dug this one. It was giving me, you know, Wolverine and Japan vibes. Yeah. It's uh, called crawling from the wreckage and it focused, it, it's basically an excuse to dive into the backstory of a villain of the show wreckage and sort of find out where he's coming from, his motivations and see him kind of make some turns and do some and kind of show off his character a little bit more. And I agree with Gina. I thought this is a very interesting, well done episode. Did you notice who wrote this episode? Oh, I no, did not. Because the quality was so bad in the beginning. I could not read the name. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Not a great the writer. Link. Len Wein, co-creator oh. of Wolverine. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, what? Oh, OK. Yeah. I made that connection that without it. even knowing. There it uh, is. Yeah, it was very, it was very Wolverine. -y. I love stories where it's like, here's a, here's a tortured man going to a small village <laughs> and trying to find peace by helping them, but we all know it's going to go horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I know it's how many, I know... <laughs> how many of those stories are there? It's oh, so... I was just about to say, I know it's like well trod territory. Uh, oh yeah, you got Witness. That's a pretty famous movie from the eighties. <laughs> I feel like this is a this is a plot well, point in in many um in many like you know tortured superhero or tortured villain or tortured other story like uh uh you know I feel I feel like sort of Superman has done this at times when he wanted to disappear I feel like it's kind of a Hulk thing from the TV series when he was when he was on the move he would start out by wanting to help you know small towns but someone would always catch up uh yeah definitely definitely a wolverine thing i feel like this has happened a lot where someone feels like they're they're sort of making penance by helping those in need uh but they always someone always catches up to them and then and then it puts the that small village at risk and then they realize i can't stay in one place that's a, that's a very popular trope Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I'm on board Born with it here. You know. Yeah. Um. So the, uh, the I'm a sucker for yeah. it. I could watch it a hundred times. I'm a sucker for it. And at uh, uh, um at the risk of uh spoiling the drama of the show, like I also really like this episode. Yeah. Wow. So, like, I feel like it's a flush. Um, yeah. That's wow. Yes. Uh, we're pooping, and then we're. <laughs> Getting, I don't understand why you brought that up, but I'm kind of yes and you and like yes. <laughs> okay. I pooped hard on this episode. This episode maybe just just shit bricks. And Chan, there's your next there's your next Facebook post. When I say the word flush, do you think I'm referring to a toilet maneuver or a poker hand? <laughs> uh, I mean, Gina uh, and the first two comments there too. I I will also say some Seven Samurai vibes. Uh, uh, but but this. You know, this is also kind of made hilarious by the fact that the character sounds like Dr. Claw from <laughs> Inspector yeah. Gadget. So he's like, I am a tortured hero. I'm in this small town helping these poor people. I can never stay in one. And it's like, OK, dude, maybe just if you could just, you know, drink some tea. <laughs> he just needs he just needs a Ricola. That's all he needs. Yeah. And he'll be better. A little, no, a little I feel warm, like honey. 
when they rebuilt him and you know like Bray placed his arm and did all of the stuff, they're just like, uh, <laughs> you want to do anything with this voice box? Like, well, no, it's totally fine. It's like, what if we just like took like I'm just gonna take a sta- scalpel and just like point, I'm just gonna. Just gonna poke him in it, just like poke, like. Why'd you even do that, dude? I'm like, I don't know. It'd be funny. So it'd be funny. And then he wakes up. And he's like, Oh, Connor, what happened to me? I'm a monster. And the dude's over there in the corner, just giggling. <laughs> that's, that's See, I think they accidentally set his his uh, vocal cords on fire like briefly because they, oh. they had like a student in there that was observing this. Like yeah, it was her. Yeah, yeah. It was she was she's going for her, you know, her uh, uh, doctorate, and they and they had her sitting on this. <laughs> Wow, why is the female doctor but got to be the clumsy one? That's weird. No, no, I was just saying, I was, I, I was gonna say she's in there, so everyone's distracted. Oh, uh, I see. And, and the surgeon accidentally sets right. it, sets it on fire because she's in there. She's wearing a push-up bra or something like that. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, lady doctors know. do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's why we have a dress code for lady doctors. Nothing, mm-hmm. you know, can't show your shoulders because yeah, those no spaghetti straps get out of control. I've never seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy, but I feel like they are showing shoulder in some of those scenes during that 18,000 year show. Thank you. I don't think that's how that works. I mean, they have sex like as soon as they get (laughs) out of the OR, but I don't think that they're like, like seducing each other over an open heart or anything. You're telling me there's not a single scene on that show where someone, someone's cleavage is showing while they're doing some sort of surgery. Look, I'm with, have I watched six seasons of the show? (laughs) Yes. Have I, I mean, am I like 19? What are we at? 19 uh, seasons, something like that in? No, Uh, there's plenty of, here's the thing. I feel like you guys give me shit because I, I rewatch TV a lot. But I mm-hmm. feel like th- we're sleeping on Chan and how much TV he actually watches. Because Please don't he sleep on me. I have British sleep game show. He watches you know, British baking show. You he don't have to be sleeping on Chan. The cast of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I knee jerk laughed at that, but I don't actually understand it. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. So this episode to... begins with the Equalizer satellite, which has a laser cannon on it. And it's 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 out there in space, and it's this super weapon that nobody thinks should exist. Which is strange because someone put it up there. It didn't yeah. just it didn't just appear one day. They were just like, no. there it is. No, I think someone just threw it up there. And also, this the beginning of this continues this show's obsession with, and really, really, all shows of this era, their obsession with computery shit. Yes, because <laughs> it's it starts by being like, oh, there's this computer that can. They can control a lot of stuff, you know, like computers do. They can control <laughs> satellites and probably other countries' satellites. We all know what we're talking about because we know a lot about computers. 90s. Yeah, it's the very beginning of the internet as we know it. Kind of started there right in the middle of the 90s. And we went from the internet being like a small thing for a handful of people to being here's a thing for everybody that you're all going to owe your soul to. (laughs) And so computers in the 90s is a really fun thing. If you go back and watch these movies like Hackers or any of the TV shows of the era that try to incorporate the internet, it's always a fun romp because nobody knows what the fuck a computer is or what the internet can do. And that's what makes it fun. It's very clearly like an edict from execs at a network to be like, oh, you know what will make this show hip? 
computer lingo. It's like how how these days when you write on TV shows, they're like, oh, put in some influencer slang. That'll make us yeah. hip. And they don't know what they're talking about. So it comes out sounding a little weird. I will say that this, uh, a lot of the stuff that I had issue with uh, in this episode, especially as regarding um, <coughs> technology as it uh, relates to the plot, makes a uh, uh, comes off a lot better when you realize that this is all just MacGuffin-y shit to get us to the yes. actual heart of yes. the story. Because, yes. like, yeah, like, um, there's the thing where, like, yeah, this satellite's too powerful um, and, like, well, that's a whole story there where you got to talk about somebody putting up like a an unimaginable death satellite and what are the repercussions of that? And like, if it's our country that does it, you know, like, uh, do we have a some sort of moral responsibility, that sort of thing? And they just kind of like blow all over that. But the um, in the end, all it is is just so that G.I. Joe has um, a reason for dis- just destroying the satellite. And right. um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, inferno just wants to get the satellite so like we just sort of like set up a thing uh but the all of the goofiness of it really just like eh, that's fine i don't even give a shit yeah this was i I spent the first like minute or two bored and thinking oh god this is another it's gonna be another yeah like oh this super computer we need to get it because blah 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 and then they're probably gonna fight and then it took a left turn and i was Mm -hmm. like oh shit good job writers. Like this is not what I was expecting. I was lulled Uh, into a false sense of boredom. Len, just call him Len. Yeah, he's great. Or Mr. Ween, if you're nasty. (laughs) (laughs) I will also say, and, and, and stop listening for 30 seconds. If you haven't seen the suicide squad yet, uh, which I loved. And I can't, I cannot stop thinking about how they, how, like the big, you know, kaiju star, Starro, 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 is like his last, his last words <laughs> of this very goofy looking thing that's destroying an entire city. Are I, I was happy floating and looking at the stars, and yeah. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in in a good way, but in like a oh man, if I was on the Suicide Squad, I totally would talk to him and found a way to like put him back in space just so he could float around. But could he really return to it after he tasted power? I don't know. And I'm thinking about this whole fucking Starro subplot and, <laughs> and I I enjoy a good like oh what is this this damaged hero if some things were very slightly tweaked wouldn't be the thing it is today and and so I I oh, yeah I dug it. uh so we were talking about uh Gina's failed relationships prior <laughs> to starting the podcast and, oh yeah we boy, were. that's coming back real hard it's like yeah I'd fuck Starro Sure, he's oh, a little, boy. he's got some issues and like, yeah, maybe he'd try and mind control me or something, but I could fix him. I could fix him. I don't want to fix him. I want to put him back in his natural state. His natural state was a little baby Starro floating among the stars. Gina, here's the thing about uh, creatures that live is they grow and you can't really put them back again. It turns no, out Gina's- having had a baby, um, the baby grows <laughs> And does not go back to being a baby again unless you have a Benjamin Button situation. <laughs> they could have punted him back into space. And also, like, they punted they, him back the, into space. The, the astronauts that caught Punt. him. 
I mean, this is, this is, again, I did one of my deep dive Easter egg things, but they were like posing with him like, like, you know, fucking U.S. soldiers do when they post pose next to dead bodies in. Yes. In and and I was like, damn, that's some good. Like in one, they're pretending they're smoking, like in the in the photo of American soldiers smoking next to. Yeah. Uh. Uh. But yeah, I I enjoyed that movie and I enjoyed this episode of a bad guy doing shit. Uh, I would also like to apologize to the people that skipped ahead thirty seconds, found out Gina was going to be talking about <laughs> Suicide Squad for the next five minutes, yeah. and all the stuff that we just spoiled for you. Look, it's been out for several weeks now. Uh, I feel uh, like- if you were going to see it, you should have seen it by now. Look, I have a 24-hour rule when it comes to appointment <laughs> television and podcasts, and I have a seven-day rule when it comes to movies because you've had enough time to go see it. If you actually cared, you would have made the time to go see it, so shut up. Yeah, that's actually, true. Or you don't, or you haven't made the time to see it, but you don't care if it's spoiler spoiled like me with Black Widow. Thank you. Uh, I don't remember when Suicide Squad came out, and I don't remember when this episode's going to drop. Um, as far as I know, we could be like going, we could be <laughs> dumping this into a uh, time portal into the past because we missed in a week or something like that, and you know, might come Jane, out before. You think the, this episode uh, is going to come out two weeks ago? Why not? It's I don't possible. know, man. We live in a crazy world. Shit's topsy turvy. If I had access to time travel, that is not how I would utilize it. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't go back in time to re- release our podcast at the exact right moment for maximum listenership. <laughs> Guys, yeah, I, I have hear a that. time machine. I... All I do is go back and spoil fucking movies. <laughs> what an asshole. Oh, that's that is some supervillain talk right Ooh, there. Oh boy. It is. I wonder well, if I told you I, I did a I did a comedy sketch once at the IOS RIP where I robbed a bank uh purely using Game of Thrones spoilers. Which <laughs> funny bit. Funny oh, bit. Oh, that did that is a good bit, actually. It's a good bit. Um I didn't write it, I just performed in it. But oh, gosh okay. dang it, it okay. was a good bit. Here's the deal. No, that's why it's good, because I I was I was impressed for a second. I was writing it in my head of how it would work, and yeah, of course, it'd be easy to rob a bank if everyone's going la 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 la, not listening, not listening. And then somebody started to like be like, "I don't think I said I'll tell you about Hodor," (laughs) you know, something like that. Remember when we cared about Game of Thrones? You know, still a great show. People like to rag the last two seasons, but I think it's fine. I don't. It oh, got I don't, where even, it I don't to even go. rag on the last two seasons. I rag on the last two episodes. Um, I mean, anybody who didn't see the Daenerys heel turn coming, uh, shame on you. First off, no, it's been I, teased I don't for even seven mind seasons. that. Just that last episode was so freaking boring. Uh, uh, but, a lot of but I still, I still like it. It just seems like it was a million years ago that we cared about Game of Thrones. No, you're not everything. wrong. Someone, someone tweeted today, uh, like uh, something that said, uh, oh. Did Black Mirror just forget about us because they haven't come out with episodes in a really long time? Oh and boy. someone tweeted back, Black Mirror just said, yo, look around. <laughs> You're living in it, pal. Yeah. I, I was like, damn, that's a good that's a good tweet. Because, you know, getting back to the episode, what happens here is we have this. We're like 30 seconds into the episode. But don't you get and, all high and mighty on God, us. You're the one that started this. <laughs> 
So the, the satellite's up there and it's really powerful. There it is. So Rampage and Inferno are working together, which is kind of cool to see two of the villains like work together when they don't normally. And they're pulling and they have a laser tractor beam or something from this magic computer. And it's going to pull it down so that they can have access to it. But Inferno knocks Rampage out of the way and starts going bop, 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 bop with the keyboard like a dummy. And this is kind of Deke era BS, but who cares? Uh, he ends up like bringing it down way too fast and it crash lands into the Amazon rainforest, uh, at which point Inferno's like, oh, bye. And Inferno leaves to go to the Amazon rainforest and, and get it, which is kind of fun. And then Iron Claw hits up Rampage and he's just like, hey, Rampage, uh, you got that satellite for me. And he's like, funny thing, boss. <laughs> no, but also no. So he takes yeah, all the also, blame, even though it's not his fault. That yeah, upset me. Who the fuck sent Inferno to do anything with this? That's I mean, a yeah. terrible idea. Again, he's the exact same character as what's his butt from Deke era. Who's metalhead? And I. He, but the thing is, we haven't seen him be that incompetent. He's usually pretty no, competent. He's he's uh, he's usually he's just too impulsive. Uh uh. And okay, this fair. this to me reminds me of like the because this is what makes Claw call in wreckage like he's like right. okay these two idiots messed up i'm gonna and it it reminds me sort of of the original sunbow when you know the the dreadnoughts or someone mm -hmm. would fuck up and and destro would have to clean up their mess or the twins tomax and zaymox were you about to, to say taint just tell me you were about to say taint no <laughs> i was gonna say tamox and and zomad i think taint <laughs> Uh, uh but yeah so this was this was this sort of reminded me of like oh yeah you know he sent it because he sent in the hothead dr jekyll guy and then the hothead uh a pyromaniac guy of yeah. course they're gonna mess up so he has so he has a con contingency plan of sending in the horrific man cyborg guy with rage issues sure and there's not a lot more we see from rampage in this episode that i remember but i do like the aspect of his character that he 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 has an anger problem but he's deeply trying to improve himself and not get angry and turn into the monster and he's just like okay calm down it's fine <laughs> i got breathing exercises i'm gonna count to 10 and then it's a, and then it just it just goes too wrong and it's like ah and he just gets mad anyway and, and I was, I appreciated that about that character I liked it uh, I I liked that he's not one dimensional you know I guess that's what I really appreciate <laughs> um, okay so everybody sends their teams out wreckage gets called in and this is the guy from earlier who the military operated on him uh, making him a bionic character with this like laser cannon arm hand thing where he shoots lasers out of his fingertips he's Which, like oh, gigantic. Wait, I I have a question about this. So the like that's Claw, right? Uh, uh, operating on him. Yes or, or no? Okay, yeah, we have a flashback later that or, will do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's not the uh, doctor who's operating. There's a guy behind who was like a general who's right, saying like, "Yeah, right. let's do this. We turn yes. him into weapon." Right. Which which I will say I really liked because again, you know, like I I like the fact that this is this is a super fucked up thing that the military does to him. They they basically do this thing on him without his consent uh mm -hmm. when he's when he's like too far gone to properly medically consent to anything yep uh uh so in my mind i'm like yeah this this would make me a villain if the u.s military did that shit to me without my consent i would immediately be like cool i'm gonna destroy america <laughs> like, 
like this is messed up so again i like it much like the suicide squad i like that layer of like they're not the good guys but i also appreciate the fact that like usually in kids cartoons they really fucking make sure you know something for certain Mm -hmm. but in this i was like oh that's that's dr claw right uh, so I, they iron claw, iron claw, or, or you're right, iron claw. I'm getting oh, Dr. Claw, different property, right? Yeah. I can understand, I can understand. Yes, it's because it's because of the, the voice, uh, uh, but yeah, like this is this is the fact that you know they're showing how just how entrenched iron claw is in U.S. politics and in the military, mm-hmm. and the fact that they you just have to sort of put well, it together, put it all together yourself. Do we know it was the U.S. military? Because he keeps saying the military and and Iron Claw is a count in like another country. Is it possible that it's just, you know, world military or something like that happening there? I'm I'm asking the question. I don't actually know the answer. Uh, I I mean, I don't know. I think that they probably are purposely avoiding saying Uh, the U.S. military just just because like, you know, it'll be like you fucking commies. Let's cancel this commie show. So they just sort of use a generic thing. But everyone there has an American accent and is wearing very U.S.-y looking uniforms. Uh, Just because the the doctor was dressed like Kid Rock on a Thursday (laughs) does not mean. Oh, wait. Yeah, he had a PBR in his hand while he was doing the operation. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I think they purposely avoid saying it. But the implication to me is is that this dude was you know, a, a U.S. military guy that fucking got hurt. And they were like, yeah, let's do some, let's do some sweet experiments on him while he's too uh, in too much pain to say no to us. Hey, buddy, you want us to do experiments? You want us not to do experiments? Okay, <laughs> you heard him. He didn't say no. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is th- yeah. this is basically when uh, Cosby was doling out Jello pudding pops and quaaludes. <laughs> so, like, this is Jeez. this is vintage America. <laughs> Like That's consent fair. was not a thing a, that even existed. Few, oh yeah, I guess I was gonna say it's a few years later, but he did it for a long time. So yeah, when, uh, you, have a, when you have a career that spans decades. Uh, but I will say, like, I I also enjoy the fact that like if I'm a writer on this show, I'm full on planning an episode down the line where he realizes that it was Claw that did that. Oh, absolutely. Because, because clearly mm-hmm. he turned against, you know, he turned against like being good when this happened because because who wouldn't if they fucking got experimented well, on by their own government mm-hmm. and, and the military that they had like been serving. So then he was ripe for for this terrorist organization to be like, hey, do you, you hate America? Us too. Come join. But then when he finds out, man, it's going to be good. So this is actually uh, not too different from the comic books of the original G.I. Joe American hero in the Arashikage clan uh, with Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow serving under Hardmaster. And Hardmaster <laughs> gets killed by Zartan. He shoots him with a bow and arrow. He shoots him and kills him, the, the sensei. And Snake Eyes uh, leaves. Snake Eyes takes off after that. And everybody blames Snake Eyes for killing the master of the dojo at which point Cobra Commander shows up and says, hey, Storm Shadow, uh, do you know Snake Eyes is a member of G.I. Joe now? You know, he killed your sensei. Come join us to go get your revenge on him. But mm. it turns out that Cobra Commander was behind the assassination the whole time. Kind of the same deal here. Love it. Love it. It's a good bit. Yeah. It's a very, very good bit. And that's why in the D-Care of G.I. Joe, they, they actually paid off the comics because Storm Shadow joined the Joes because he found out the truth. 
<laughs> that's the one thing Dick Dick Dick, Dick did correctly. <laughs> no, you, one you thing pronounced they did. it correctly. No, I, that's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, we we have a Joe team that comes into the Amazon, a small team, and they have trackers for the the thing. And we have Heavy Duty, I think is his name, is part of this team. And and he does nothing but football puns the whole time. And I what? never remember him doing that up to this point. Me that neither. That was Captain Gridiron in Deke. This yes. Heavy Duty has been in other episodes of this, and he has never made football puns, but now it's all he'll do. Am I, I, don't, I don't remember any of the any characters. Was this an episode <laughs> that was a, just another episode that he scratched out and uh, wrote in different names for? And it used to be a Maybe. Gridiron episode. Maybe, but it's it was just weird to me that all of a sudden that's like that's his thing now, and I it's just like this is episode eight and we've seen him before and it was not his thing, so yeah. it was I'm wondering if that's going to continue or not. But he, had thing, a, he, he had a thing though. What was like everyone like? There's like surfer dude and and blah blah blah. Everyone has a very thin thing, so uh, yeah, maybe wasn't it was he there. the dude that like um ate chili or something like that? Uh, and maybe did that are you tank. Of, he are was you the guy who lifted block? the tank. You, you well, know, like a blank, yeah, you know, there's blackened catfish underneath that tank. Blackened catfish, it. yeah. Oh. That was in the, he did, he is the one that lifted that tank, and he wasn't saying, Hey, I'm about to hit the end zone here. You know, it's like, it's just not oh, what he yeah. does. You know? His thing was that he'll do anything for food. Keep that his thing. That's a fun a thing. Good thing. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's really the Gina Ippolito of this, uh, of, of G.I. Joe stream. <laughs> uh, but cool thing happens because there's a battle in the Amazon rainforest. Of course, there is. Wreckage shows up and just starts dominating. And I thought that was like real fun again, because I'm so used to the, I'm so wounded by Deke era where the villains can't do literally anything. They are literally defeated by kindergartners. I'll say it again. And so when he shows up and he starts wailing on the Joes and heavy duty is like the biggest dude there. And he's like, I'll take care of him. And he, I guess breaks even with wreckage. But it, if, if the battle continued, wreckage would probably win. And I'm like, yo, Thank you for making me take this character seriously. <laughs> Thank you for making him good at his job. I appreciated it. Everybody ends up uh, 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 running away. And, uh, uh, and a cool moment happens where they're fighting and wreckage turns to heavy duty. and says, you made me this way. Now live with the consequences of that. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Also wreckage destroys through the battle, all the trackers, the Joes were using incidentally, so they're sort of flying blind for the rest of the episode, which takes us into the meat of where we're going. No soldier can overcome my cyborg arm. You made me what I am. Now suffer the consequences. I liked it. It's a great line. What's his what's his justification for it? Because because aren't the Joes in this world sort of an off the grid team that's not yes. really associated with. But I mean, well, still, if if you like ran across like a special ops uh, SEAL Team Six or whatever like that, like they're sort of like off the grid, but they're still American military. So. Yeah. Okay. Or, okay. I mean, it. even though, and he keeps saying military, so it could be literally any military, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. I get it. I mean, it all holds for me. It's it's good enough. Um. So uh, this is kind of cool because wreckage from this battle is sort of like hit. And he has like, I guess he has some sort of fuel reserve for his cyborg parts or something. The upshot of all of this, he's walking through the rainforest and he just can't keep going. He collapses there and tries because he's strong, but he tries to fight and keep going. But he, he just he's out of juice and he can't do it. 
So this leads us to our flashback we talked about earlier, where Iron Claw was behind the doctor who they ninja secret operated on him to make him a cyborg against his wishes. Um, and then, you know, he blames the military for it. Cool. So uh, wreckage gets taken in by a small farming village, whatever you call it. You know, they're just a small village here. And the village knows that the rain has been pretty heavy lately. And they know that they're about to get flooded. So they're trying to build a dam, try to build a levee in order to prevent that from happening. And they're like, wreckage, you know, we'll be straight. We, we nursed you back to health. We brought you to our village. We, 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 we did all these things for you. And we did it because we're kind people. But at the end of the day, you're a big dude and we need you to help us do this. I mean, and look, uh, fucking I, appreciated their, I, I appreciated their being upfront about it. Six year old girl and like a 70 year old man dragged this dude who probably weighs 400 pounds at least. at least. So like, yeah, they put in some work. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, he, there's there's a nice moment where he says, he says like oh you you did this for me even though like the old man is basically like we found you damaged in the in the jungle and we brought you back here to our village and wreckage is like you did this for me even though i'm a complete stranger and the guy is like we would do it for anyone who needs help and then wreckage is like oh you want something right and the little girl's like yep that <laughs> <laughs> was great and i was like damn all right i'm i'm i li- i like that these people are like they they even they had ulterior motives for what they real were talk <laughs> they got real talk coming look yeah you got a laser arm we need some shit done <laughs> yeah like like okay maybe they are really good people but maybe they were like holy crap this dude is on all sorts of steroids he could build our dam in like a day <laughs> What if they like prayed for a miracle and then this dude just shows up in the middle of their village passed <laughs> out and they're like, yep, our God's the right one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, but Papa, what about consent? Don't worry about it, child. It's fine. No, no, no. Yeah, I got to say, Wreckage has a lot of shit happen to him while he's unconscious. <laughs> Look, good Samaritan laws. They, <laughs> they took him in. He could not sue them. They did their best. And uh, like if he wants to leave, they're allowed to break his ankles and keep him there misery style. Yeah, yeah that's gonna, called they're going to hobble him. That's called Kathy Bates law. That is yeah. allowed. Mm-hmm. And thank you. By, hobble. by the way, I totally realized the other day that I am Kathy Bates. Uh, yeah, boy. Uh, no, we all knew that. This. So <laughs> yeah. Because I would 100% notice uh, like, you know, my I, I have someone come and clean my house once a month. And when I come home, I spend a good half hour putting everything back exactly where it should be. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because, you know, she removes it and dusts, so it's slightly off. But mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I'm Kathy Bates, noticing that my penguin is askew. See, I thought you were trying to say that uh, she cleans once a month and then spends the other 29 days recovering her ankles <laughs> so that she can clean again <laughs> at a lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah, it's weird that she hasn't quit yet since I just keep hobbling her. <laughs> well, there's a there's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. 
To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe rolling thunder. It's the incredible G.I. Joe rolling thunder. Corbin's running scared, starting to wonder. Can he survive the rolling thunder? Yo, Joe! Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe rolling thunder. Machine gun cannon and a rocket tower. Rolling thunder's an awesome power. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Rolling thunder comes with driver. Other vehicles and figures sold separately. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Okay, so the satellite, it turns out, the satellite, remember that, it crashed into this rock, and they're using it to build the dam. So as Wreckage is helping build this dam and doing this thing through this little montage that they do of him helping, he's like, yo, that's that's the satellite I was here to find. It's a part of this dam. He goes to try to remove it, but it's going to, like, destroy the dam. Uh, which is bad because it'll flood the village at this point. So mm-hmm. he can't, he says, I'm not going to remove it. But then he kind of makes no effort to sort of conceal it better, <laughs> which is where I, I assume that like, you know, you could have just put another rock in front of it and probably called it a day. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want us jumping over the fact that there's a, a, a fight montage in this episode, as we've seen in the past. Oh, that's like about to straight- happen. Straight up like an MTV, like (laughs) there is a helping montage here, which is like the the flip side of that is like, I'm lifting rocks, heavy rocks. And like two people are trying to help lift this one big log. And he's like, herp, 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 coming through with three of them. And um, it's pretty (laughs) sweet, sweet as in just like adorable. And I'm for it. And again, I I really do think, and and I would have to I would have to go back and figure out exactly what what episode it is, but I I do think there is an episode where of X Men where Wolverine is is doing this for for people, and I think I think sure. in, in OG GI Joe wasn't there also a wasn't someone also helping a village at some point while while like hiding out? I can't I can't remember, but Man. I know it feels like a very Snake Eyesy thing to do. Yeah, I, like I just I feel like I remember something like that. But but either way, I, this is a very like Wolverine helping out in Japan or Wolverine helping out at, at a village where you know and, and and it's always their way of like you know trying to atone for their sins by so, by by helping out. Yes. So Gina, there was an episode called Once Upon a Joe, I believe that Buzz wrote, where GI Joe fights Cobra and then they blow up an orphanage. And they spend the entire episode rebuilding the orphanage. Also, there's the MacGuffin device, which turns people into cartoon characters and shipwreck controls that, which maybe you're thinking of that episode. No, there's there's one. And and you know what? It's it's I watch so many cartoons that it's it's getting jumbled. But there's definitely an episode of something where where, you know, there's a guy like helping out. I want to say Eskimos. Like, uh, uh, like, I think helping out Eskimos, like Eskimo. Oh God! I, it, like, if if anyone listening knows what I'm talking about, I feel like it was an, an episode of original GI Joe where someone goes to an Eskimo village and is like, uh, you know, it, 
it was an episode of Rubik's the Amazing Cube. Uh, <laughs> Rubik goes to an Eskimo village, uh, but and now he helps that I'm saying it, catch it could, a whale. It could be. It could be. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna Google Wolverine Eskimos. I'm sure some weird weird porn is is gonna is gonna come up. But yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Weirdly like, enough, uh, th- it turns out this was Gina's pilot that she's been trying to sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is her way of introducing it into mainstream thought. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I do remember that there's someone, there's someone, and and I want to say like Sabretooth comes. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh. Wow. All right. It's an episode. Oh, it's the episode Cold Vengeance of mm. of X Men, and uh um. Wolverine finds peace with Eskimos. Helps them <laughs> okay. out. Oh yeah. Okay. Here, here we go. I wonder if this is the same writer. Uh, Wolverine is rendered unconscious during a confrontation with Sabretooth and is rescued by a group of Eskimos whom he finds peace with. Uh, uh, one of the villagers becomes jealous of Wolverine's popularity and teams up with Sabretooth against Wolverine. And Uh-oh. I just remember that there's, you know, in the end sort of, like they're holding the Eskimos captive and all of this shit and the Eskimos end up being fine. But Wolverine basically like realizes his original thought was right. He doesn't deserve happiness. It's very dark. Oh like, boy. Like he doesn't really, I mean, this is all me, me, you know, putting subtext on it, but he sort of looks back sadly at the village where he was happy and, and had a purpose and, and was doing good. And, wasn't haunted by all of like you know all of the Look, shit he's haunted by. Gina, and this... unemployment's affecting us all in different ways. <laughs> uh, but but it's a great episode of X Men. Uh, uh, Cold Vengeance. It's called. Oh, if you want to watch it, what? Uh, the writer is Michael Edens, who um, did a, a lot of stuff. He he did a writing for a lot of uh, cartoons. Okay. Uh, he passed in May of this year. Oh, man. At the oh, age of 69. Oh, that's oh, young. It's too bad. Uh, the proper response to that is nice. No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> yes, not, it is. Chan. Yes, it how is. He you. died at the age of 69, and it doesn't matter how tragic it is. If it if it, if it were uh, uh, Anne, uh, Anne Frank, and uh, you were like, oh, she died at the age of 69, or she lived a tortured life, it was horrible, you'd be like, Oh, that is so sad. And yeah, it's a, a tragedy, human. Uh, uh, nice. Chan, here's yeah, the deal. Right, I thought I that, and, that. And then I found that inappropriate. <laughs> so that's how you know how far gone you are in this moment. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, well, it. well, kudos to you, writer of Cold Vengeance. Uh, I'm glad that I wasn't a crazy person and figured out Can exactly I- what I was talking about. Can I just say, I love that Gina kept saying, I think it was an old G.I. Joe. Yeah, Wolverine was there. Yeah, and so it was this old G.I. Joe episode because then Sabretooth fights him. (laughs) Sabretooth fights Wolverine in this G.I. Joe episode. No, hold on, Ray. I know it was a G.I. Joe. It's not what you said. No, It's it's an old G.I. Joe episode. Sabretooth and Professor Xavier work together. Are you claiming credit for me? Because I we have a tape of this, Ray. Are you trying to take credit for my shit? This is, this is, I very clearly said, I started with Wolverine and then I said, oh, maybe it was, I really think maybe there was an episode of old G.I. Joe, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's Wolf, it's Wolverine. And then I even fucking Googled Wolverine Eskimos. So, uh, I knew what I was talking about. Did you, did you find the porn? (laughs) Actually, when I Googled Wolverine Eskimos, it was a lot about Wolverine pelts that Eskimos use. So then I had to include, uh, X-Men. 
So this brings us to the final act of this episode of G.I. Joe, mercifully. Good episode, though. Uh, we have another battle uh, that happens oh, there at the quick. Uh, Yes, uh, Jan. <laughs> I've done no more than the others. We all do what we can. Is dude Fair. a communist? <laughs> oh, I like it. Like I mean, he was he was turned against the US, so maybe. Oh yeah. my god. Like maybe he we we uh got him fighting in Afghanistan. Each according to his need, <laughs> each according to his value. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. Spout spout some marks, dude. Let's go. Yeah, let's uh, do this. This is when everybody shows up at the dam. Everybody finds it. Inferno's there fighting the Joes, and uh, Wrecker's just trying to keep his head down. The villagers like are like, shit. <laughs> Not what we wanted right here. Uh, so Wreckage is like, I got to step in, or this dam is this, and village are going to be destroyed, because neither of these teams, Inferno nor the Joes, care about collateral damage in any way, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wreckage saves Ernesto from Inferno, and sort of like routes him. He's just like, I'm going to kick your ass. And Inferno's like, you probably will. So he just takes off. Uh, so Wreckage turns his attention to the Joes and starts like taking them on. The Joes fighting Wreckage, he's correct. The village starts getting blown out. And the yeah. whole battle scene that happens here, we, they did it to us again. Chan mentioned it. No sound effects, no VO, just a music video of this battle of course chan yes i want to hear no what that i don't sounded you know, like me, jesus christ also, i want to hear the shredding music but also i it's like big van vader's theme when he was in wwf <laughs> also can i just say that this is another great example of how the good guys aren't really all that good because they yeah, are not sure. concerned at all nope. about this village like they are Ooh. like even even when when at some point wreckage is like trying to save the village like he's like no like the dam is gonna burst and they're like but hold on like we're gonna do this and it's like whoa dudes like you don't even you you are not even caring original gi joe original era sunbow gi joe they someone would have yelled like you get those people out of there we'll keep fighting in this they yep. do not even mention it like I, it is it is kudos I, to them for just being like hey these good guys aren't really that fucking good i yeah. wonder if uh some executive said like hey can we make them like give a shit and like try and help and if uh uh, Len was just like, no, that's not what this is, and fuck you. I'm, they're going to be like not not villains, but kind of dicks. I mean, I'm super yeah. for it. I'm super for it. Yeah, again, again, anything that's anything that's uh, uh, less propaganda y and more sort of shades of gray of maybe the good guys aren't aren't what you think they are. I'm yeah. I'm in favor. Definitely, yeah. like Fifty Shades of Grey, like bring as much of that shit as you can into this cartoon. Yeah. All fifty, yeah. That's what kids. Yeah. That's what kids really want. Yeah. So, uh, 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 if I remember this right, Inferno comes back and now he's kidnapped the little girl, and they're just like, "Yo, you got to let her go." A fight then continues. All this fighting leads us to heavy duty square off against wreckage again, and uh, you know, neither one to my remembrance is really getting over on the other one. But GI Joe's now going after the satellite, so wreckage sort of like throws heavy duty aside is like, I have to stop you. Uh, that ends up breaking the dam and they have to plug it back up again. Uh, plug uh, it as up. Quickly plug as it possible. Up. Yeah. And, and he ends up saving the village through all of this. 
And I believe the satellite gets destroyed at the end of it. So G.I. Joe ends up getting their mission accomplished. And Wreckage at this point doesn't give a shit about the satellite. He's just trying to save the village. So he sort of wins, even though he doesn't complete his mission. And Inferno is the big dick, the big loser, and he leaves. That doesn't leave us with a lot of time left in this episode. So we cut back to the village with Wreckage being in there. And they're just like, you can stay, live this simple life with us, get away from your demons. And he's basically like... If I stay to what Gina's been saying all episode, if I stay, bad people will come here and you will all be wiped out. Uh, the the trouble I like. There's a line here where he's like, "Trouble finds me," but also I go looking for trouble. And I was like, "Yes, I have great respect for this character now." Whereas before, he was just another face in a crowd. Until I have found the ones who did this to me and made them pay in. I can have no home, no safe place. Trouble follows me, and I follow it. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very it's a very like you know it's a very the cost of revenge. Uh, uh, you know when you when you set out on a path of revenge, dig two two graves type of thing. Yeah, and this, you know what, to what you said, Gina, this does feel like an episode of X-Men, the animated series. <laughs> really, I think you really brought it into focus. I mean, I'm not saying everyone should watch this and then Cold Comfort. What did I say it was called? Cold, cold Slither. Cold, cold, cold Slither. Thank you. Cold Slither will be joining. <laughs> we were going for the same place and your hand got on the cookie before mine could. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, watch this and then watch the Eskimo episode of X-Men. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Inuit A, B. No. <laughs> uh, uh, there's cold there, vengeance. The cold final vengeance. shot. I'm, I'm using the, the final shot. Term. <laughs> I'm using the outdated term because that's what they use in the cartoon. Oh, oh, oh so it's okay. <laughs> but I got I can sing along with my favorite song, right? <laughs> like, huh? Is that what? Um, is the the final shot is the little girl holding a straw doll. Oh yeah. Yeah. Getting soaked with her tears. Yeah. Come which I, on, you know what, man. When, when they it. first showed her holding it, I was like, Oh crap. She's going to go missing at some point And you're just going to see her doll, which would have been even darker, but I didn't anticipate it being tear. So her hanging onto it and then crying into <laughs> it. Yeah. It's this little like is also very fun. Doll made of like straw in a burlap sack, and she's crying all over. It was a great moment. I'm yeah. To what I think we all agree, this was a very good episode of television. At least a very good episode of GI Joe Extreme. Yeah, I mean, it's still got the same issues. Just like you know, like just looking at it, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but also, um, I feel comfortable saying that this is fu- uh, absolutely the best episode of GI Joe Extreme we've watched so far. Wow! I genuinely enjoyed it. Wow! wow and we've wow, had wow. some good ones. We, I mean, there, there have been, been there have been some good ones. Yeah, I, even okay the clunkers ones. haven't stunk, uh, haven't yes. stunk out loud. Like yes. you know, it's it's it. I I am shocked by. I just imagine the IMDb, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever for this series is just comprised of people who watch Deke and then didn't watch ever again, including any of this. Because I don't know how anybody could watch these episodes and not think this is like pretty good <laughs> i mean you, you know? could yeah. definitely be turned off by the aesthetic of it sure yeah. um, uh, i'm not a fan of the animation uh uh and the voice acting is supremely over the top yeah 
I mean, I, I, here's the deal, though. It's G.I. Joe, so I kind of give it a pass on both of those. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You but know, it, I, I can see where people are making that call on, uh, you know, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Like, I, I respect it. I don't, because if, I, if I'm right, this is ranking in like Deke rang in like a, a six and this ranks in it like a five. And I'm just like, I, oh, I don't. Oh, yeah, that's insane. There's, yeah. I don't there's know. There's no way this is this is this is so much better than Deke. It's well, not. There's no. There's no way Deke should be a six for crying out loud. Okay, <laughs> so Deke era GI Joe, uh, IMDb, IMDb rating of Deke era GI Joe seven point four. Wrong. Out of wrong, a million. Wrong. Wrong. Seven point four. Incorrect. No. Yeah, that's very incorrect. That's a lot of uh, people who watched it when they were kids and didn't and have not watched it since and have nostalgia for it. I guarantee. And here you go. Yeah, a GI Joe Extreme, five point seven. It's just I that is don't you should flip those two numbers, right? Isn't that appropriate? Yes. I mean, this even, should be even in the a five is too high for Deke. I think. I mean, I would I would honestly put um, Extreme at about a six because there are some genuinely good uh, uh, you know shows Arst. out there, and this isn't uh, you know this is an over the garden wall. Uh, yeah, but Deke is a two. At best. Yeah, I, I would I would give Deke a two, and I would give this like a six point five. Yeah, interesting. I, I live with that. Uh, and the Taskmaster TV show nine, except that's the TV series from <laughs> twenty fifteen, because there are so many different TV shows named Taskmaster. I couldn't actually find the game show you're referring to. The I Taskmaster will send... show from twenty eighteen though. I'm gonna 5. send links. 0. Send in links. Uh, yes, because there was an American version that stank to high heaven. Oh, and it's there it is. Not it. anyone's fault, particularly because it was like uh, Reggie Watts was the host. That's the uh, one. 5.0. Re- Reggie's amazing, but like po- so miscast in this. It is a very specific thing. Interesting. And um, uh, I'll send I'll send a link. I won't send one to you, Dina, because you're a monster. But yeah. everyone else will feel real joy watching this show. Uh, uh Excuse me, but I have 10 seasons of The Walking Dead to rewatch. <laughs> oh, yeah, but the yeah, Swedish yeah. version got a, uh, the Swedish version of Taskmaster, otherwise known as Basti Test, got an <laughs> 8.2. So obviously much better television. Mm, There's okay. also a New Zealand version that uh, I believe is out there. You can check that out, too. Oh, this is OK. So the actual Taskmaster show. I was looking at the correct show from 2015. Five comedians are set tasks challenging their creativity and wit. Yes. That might sound familiar. 9.0. People love this show. It's Somehow cool. even more than G.I. Joe Extreme. I Somehow. don't understand. Somehow. Also appearing Kevin Sullivan, a.k.a. the Taskmaster from <laughs> WCW back in the 80s. <laughs> Just, you know, there's my little reference. Yep. Yep, but that's yep. the episode. It kind of ends with that. It ends with the girl and the and the sack, uh, the sack doll. Good uh, ending. Good ending. And then we're done. Yep. I, and perfectly fine. We didn't. The, the missions were done. Otherwise, you know, one side won, one side lost. And it was about the personal connections. We hit that. And it made me very happy. Y'all, um, I was dreading watching G.I. Joe Extreme. And now I kind of look forward to it because <laughs> they're 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 doing stuff. They're trying things. They hired real comic book writers just like Sunbow era, a real American hero did. And when they do that, they get good stories. Who knew? 
Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, hire good writers, uh, uh, especially now. Some of them might be in need of jobs. <laughs> yeah, I can't example. think of any good writers, though, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a showrunner listening to this, uh, like All if you're the showrunner show for the here. the gi joe reboot and you're like man i really wish i could find someone who knew a lot about gi joe and also was a skilled television writer maybe with animation and live action credits uh you know uh i'm sorry i'm sorry i wish i could help you uh showrunner guy but like i honestly can't think of anybody who i'd recommend a single to- person oh my god it's I'm, a shame really I'm- at yeah. some point, that room is going to be put together, and I'm not going to be <laughs> in it, and yeah. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm already mad for you. Like, yeah, yeah. What is anybody doing that TV's Gina Ippolito doesn't get a call to be part of the 2022 GI Joe animated series? Like, what the f more do they have to do? And also hire Gina's assistant, who remembers things about GI Joe. His name is Ray, and he'll fill her in on all the things that she doesn't remember. Honestly, <laughs> that assistant could just be replaced by the poster that we bought years ago, and never bothered to shut up, up, Chan. Shut up. <laughs> that goes in my office. Con- uh, consultant on G- Gina's consultant on GI Joe. A poster. Thank you. A poster. A poster. <laughs> that poster is making eighty grand a year. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how TV works. You come back, the poster is just encased in gold and diamonds. <laughs> Goes home to its three-bedroom house in the hills. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> uh, GI Joe Extreme, good stuff. So, y'all have anything you want to plug before we get out of here today? I think we've done final final wrap ups. Oh, uh, uh, Mayday did not break her leg, but she also wasn't in this episode. So that's three out of eight episodes that she injured her leg for Mayday Watch. I just want to keep that bit going. <laughs> uh, anything y'all want to plug before we get out of here? Uh yeah, I don't know. If you like wrestling, uh, check out AE Doubleback. They just started a new Friday night show, and uh, hell, if like enough people listen, we'll start. I don't know. We'll start a Patreon or something, and start doing like other shows. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Pretty fun. I got nothing. Sounds good to me. Gina, she's working on stuff, but she just can't tell you about it. Um, Gina works 90 hours a week before her job. <laughs> so that's, that's what, uh, that's what you're hiring or missing out on GI Joe 2022 mm-hmm. you doing right now. You're just embarrassing yourselves. Come on. Uh, you could also, I mean, listen to who would win. Obviously it's a great show. You could also some great guests lately too. Might I also point out, uh, uh just the whole, uh, all these apex legends, voice actors and the head writer, Manny Hagopian came on, uh, Gina, you know, Manny, uh, what a delight. Uh, to to be in his presence. I love Manny. Episode. Everybody yeah, loves Manny, great. and they should. Uh, My Three Dads, also a show. If you, if, you, if you like this show, give it a shot. It's, we still talk about cartoons for half the time. We talk about our kids. Marshall Gibbons is there making me and Chan uh, 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 look bad because he's so talented, <laughs> and we're fine with that. You should always mm-hmm. try to work with people more talented than yourself. Mm-hmm. That has always been my rule of life. Uh, ever since I lost the ego a few years ago. <laughs> and you know what? We're doing better stuff now. So that's the episode. Uh, you can hit us up on patreon.com slash knowing us the podcast. There will be another live find your fate. We're going to do book four next uh, coming up pretty soon. I believe that's a robot assassin is the name of that one. I could be totally wrong, but I think that's right. Yeah, who knows? Uh, we're going to do that one next. It's a live show. Everyone who's a patron is allowed to come and invited to come and be a part of the show. Help us make the decisions and then give their input and be fun and just and just enjoy what we're doing. And you, you like it. And, and also, you can check us out on Facebook.com slash knowing us half the podcast 
or on Twitter at GI Joe podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And Prez Serpentor, at Prez with a Z Serpentor, he tweeted uh, because uh, uh, for like first eight months ago, uh, he has been eight months since his last tweet. And uh, oh. it's because he, uh, some guy who sells pillows told him he was about to be president again. But <laughs> regrettably, that turned out not to be true. What? Oh, for oh. oh. Or Man, he's I... running a shadow government. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Must be. He's fighting those lizards. <laughs> Look. He's hiding in the Himalayas somewhere, getting those bug people back together. <laughs> but anyway, that's our show. Thank you so much, and good night. Situation critical. Roll call! Ballistic! Harpoon! Mayday! Black Rider! Right! Lieutenant Stone! The odds are a million to one. And that's the way we like it! Anyway, you guys ready to start the show? Yep. Uh, I got something to do. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, yeah, I, w- I want to watch Taskmaster, so uh, let me Taskmaster. get this shit done. What are you talking about, Taskmaster? Have you not why seen Taskmaster? Why is, is Dune trending right now? Oh, you mean, because I've been Googling it all day. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just why you. are these coming up so fast in my Google searches? Chan, are you <laughs> talking about the Marvel character Taskmaster? I am not. What What is Taskmaster? I also thought you were talking about that. Oh, God, you fucking, you <laughs> American oh, yeah. Call nerd. us nerds, Chan. Yeah, you American thank you. fucking. Thank you. Fuck it's off. It's a Taskmaster series, so why wouldn't it be? Are you thinking of a Peacemaker series? It's a British game show, Ray. Yes. What now? It Uh, is super fun. Is Um, it you have to make a list of all the things you have to do that day and then find out the best order to try to get them all done efficiently? It's just all a to-do list. Look, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, if you posted something saying, y'all know Taskmaster, 90% of people would say, you mean the Marvel villain? Minimum. Yeah. Uh, minimum. I mean, I said ninety percent. I feel like I was. That's that's a pretty good guess. At least ninety-one. Maybe. I feel like when Ray and our when when Ray and I are in agreement about something, it's you know, it's you got to take it seriously. Wait, wait a All minute, right. Gina. You Normally, when me and you are in agreement of something, it makes you double question <laughs> it. it. Makes things super bad. Uh, let's start this podcast, and I will update you as to the uh, um, the uh, results of this Taskmaster <laughs> supervillain or British game show. Trying to settle a bet here, and the bet, okay, of great. course, is that I win your house if I'm right. Both of your houses. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel have, like I'll give given the, the repairs needed. Maybe Gina would take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could have it for one year. You have to fix the roof and the floor in that time. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. 
So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. <laughs> Each of them are going to set you back about $20,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kill me. Hey, everybody. God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh, she didn't even mean to do that. That's I didn't. <laughs> right uh, into the microphone. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.